The NFL is officially back, so you know what that means. It's time to get on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props, and they are primed for the NFL season. Choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. They also include competitions for the NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, where you choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code NEXTONEPOD when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to the 54th edition of the Next One Podcast, the Dante Hightower Teddy Bruschi edition. And this is a very special episode. We got Tom is back, and guys, I, I got a. I was told to mention right off the bat that they are almost or pretty lit off Trulies, no free sponsor Trulies. But Tom is with Kev the Cheese fan and Sneaky Eddie the Pats fan, and we will dive into why we call. Eddie Sneaky Eddie in one moment, but I just want to introduce you guys and right off the bat, how are you guys feeling? Uh, a few truly deep in, I see, but rocking and rolling. Well, all right, let me start. Really speaking, I'm feeling good. Well, truly speaking, uh, me and Kev are coming off some fresh wins this weekend. We're like the Patriots, and we'll dive into that. Um, I mean, the Steelers are five and zero. Life is perfect right now for the Steelers. Um, I know we got a. A big mission to head against the Titans at 5-0 and versus 5-0. and But um, other than that, great win for the Steelers yesterday. Just to open up. Everyone, you know, knows that I'm a Steeler fan. And um, I just love coming on this podcast when I can just keep proving oh. Smitty wrong. Yo, and, that dude got that? Yeah. Is that Larry? No. By the way, the uh, Cardinals just scored 21 nothing. 21 nothing. I'm not even watching the game right now, but that is not surprising. But – no, yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll we'll talk about Steelers, we'll talk Pats, but I oh, really one 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 quick thing though um I hope that Smitty's listening to this because the Steelers are five and zero and he's gonna have to wear a Big Ben revenge tour shirt by the end of the year. That's all I'm gonna say. He may have to. I, I'm not gonna say Big Ben isn't a part of them winning, but I'm not gonna say he's the main part of them winning. I think I think he's that's eleven. He's eleven touchdowns, one interception, so he's not doing turnovers. Uh, that's that's a good point. Good point. But I'm like Cam I think, Newton. I think, I, think, I think he wants to maybe talk about a different kind of turnover, and that's the Steelers defense. Oh uh, yeah, yep. The Steelers defense, I think, is carrying your your squad a little. Patriots defense is obviously carrying them right now. We will dive but all. It was we'll defense only put seven points when the Steelers offense put up twenty four. So uh, thirty one. So I don't uh, know where uh, you're getting there. Also true, but uh, some insider information that we have obtained on this podcast would uh, explain maybe that uh, the Browns are looking away. This is actually a true story. Yeah, true story. Uh, All right, let's, let's get right. Let's get right into that story. So, uh, Kev, the Chiefs fan. I happen to know Remy Hunt, Kareem Hunt's father, just through Facebook, playing uh, online World Series of Poker. And like I hit him up, you know, because I've been drinking and like I'm trying to, you know, flex that I know his dad. So like, I hit him up and I asked for an autograph. And I'll read you the conversation I had with him. This is Kareem Hunt's dad you're talking to, right? Yeah, Remy Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> cool dude. It's all a name. So I, I hit him up and I said, Your son is balling out this year. And he said, Thank you, buddy. I'm like, I know this probably happens a lot, but any chance I could get an autograph from your son? He goes, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's so many people ask me that I barely see him because I got a bunch of my people's stuff already, but they keep being patient until I see him. Show okay. that to the camera. And then I'm like, that would be awesome. I know it's unlikely and I don't expect it to happen. And then show the FaceTime. It'll show the then, video call. And it shows video call at the bottom. Oh, you got a video call right there. So yeah, I talked to him. And uh, on the call, yeah, he was congratulating me on the Chiefs Super Bowl. This is my Chiefs jersey, and he obviously knows they just won their game. She's like, hey, congrats to the Chiefs. You guys earned that. I was like, yeah, man, I wish your son was on the team. He goes, well, hey, you guys got Bell now. I was like, nah, I'd much rather have, have your son back, have, you know, Kareem Hunt back. Which, and, uh, I agree with that's not That's not uh, simping towards his dad. That's a true fact. I'd rather have Kareem, Kareem Hunt on the Chiefs. Like, he was a whole nother beast. Like, yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think we're going to get rid of Baker Mayfield pretty soon. So, 
And that's, I that's, that's some big news. And like, that's some big news. Yeah, Dan Hunt's dad saying that Baker Mayfield is on a short leash or probably close to being off that leash. Like, so I, I want I want to see Baker stay. I like him. I like but, so. But the go. bottom line of this is, is that Kareem Hunt's dad saying that? Obviously, that's his opinion. But you have to also remember, Kareem Hunt talks to his dad all the time. So we assume, right? They're doing autographs and stuff together. Um, and that means that could be a talk around the locker room where. Maybe a lot of players aren't fans of Kareem Hunt, uh, of uh, Baker Mayfield. If Kareem Hunt's dad's saying that, because think about this, to Patriot terms, when Tom Brady's dad said anything, right, people would say, well, Tom Brady's dad's saying this. Because um, I know I can't bring out specific comments that uh, Tom Brady Sr. said, but I know when Tom Brady made a statement, it would be talked about in news around here. So if Kareem Hunt's dad just openly said that to a random person on Facebook that he's friends with, then, you know. Um, Kev, the Chiefs fan, is not a random person. Take that back. He's not. A, he's, he's a real source. Actually, I would, I would, go, for, I would go for the, uh, the reasoning that Kev, the Chiefs fan, is actually um, higher up in the shelves than Adam Schefter. <laughs> but, I could argue yeah. that. Yeah. He just doesn't have the Twitter following. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> Word of mouth. Hashtag. Not what we're talking about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All word of mouth. It's you're the you're the hustler of sources. Adam Schefter. He gets easy uh, access to Twitter sources. You hustle for your sources. So I respect that. But that is an interesting uh, point. It's hard. You have to take it with a pinch of salt because it's probably just Kareem Hunt saying like Baker's probably trash or. Which brings, you know, maybe Kareem Hunt and Baker Mayfield not getting along. You see Odell Beckham on sideline complaining already after one game. I mean, what was up with that? Um, Pittsburgh beat them pretty bad. But it's to the point where Odell was yelling at the fans, took his cleats off. Um, he did something else. I saw that. Um, Sounds like Odell wants to come to Kansas City. And probably at this point. <laughs> You'll play for cheap to win rings. But my question is, is yeah, you're he in uh Odell Beckham Jr. reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown, right? Yeah. Because when Antonio Brown got his catches and they won the game, you didn't hear a peep from Antonio Brown. But you saw it on his live streams. Yeah, well, yeah, that's also true. But when Antonio Brown didn't get catches. Like Odell yesterday, who had like three catches for like 30 yards or 30-something. I could be totally wrong. Two catches, three catches, four catches, whatever. And they didn't win. That It's, it's Antonio Brown-esque-like. You know what I mean? Like he's very, very much like Antonio Brown. And that's all people say all the time. But then when the Browns win and Odell wins, everything's perfect. That's like Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown 2.0. Um, so – that's exactly why the Cleveland Browns may even they may get a playoff spot, but that's why they'll never win a Super Bowl because you have players like Odell, you have players like Baker, and I like Baker. I think Baker's a good player. Oh, but he's I a hustler. I love him. But but he's not a Super Bowl caliber player. Odell wasn't a Super Bowl caliber receiver, just like Antonio Brown wasn't. And as much as people love Brown, as much as I loved Antonio Brown, right? Antonio Brown cared more about himself. And I think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. yesterday showed that he was more about himself. Um, because you don't see Tom Brady. You don't see Ben Roethlisberger. You don't see Cam Newton. You don't see James White. You know, you don't see Julian Edelman, you know, in Patriot terms, take their cleats off and start screaming at fans on the sideline. And that's why Juju's your boy in Pittsburgh right now. Exactly. And it's because Juju doesn't have to perform – doesn't have to get catches, doesn't have to get time, doesn't have to get points. If their team's winning, he's happy. And you can see that with how he reacts and how he is. And that's yep. why now Juju is Pittsburgh's boy, you know? I think that's exactly it. I think that's why Pittsburgh loves Juju. Because he's the opposite of what ruined him, which was A.B. Exactly. Juju can get zero catches for zero yards, and he'll still be happy. You know what and I mean? He's, I, and he's a great TikTok dancer, so how can you hate Juju? Exactly. I mean, like, come on. I mean, like, hey, so is Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes, my dude. So, when you put that in pieces right there, 
you look at Patrick, I mean, not, not Patrick Mahomes. You look at Juju and you compare it to Antonio Brown. I don't know how we, we, we were talking about Odell and now we're talking about Juju. Bro, um, breaking news, Kevin's getting F's and Nicole fantasy. Hardman put up zero points. Damn. I mean, um, that's tough. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a draft things right now. So when you, um, <laughs> brought to you by Trulies. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you put Juju, that's, I, I, you know what? That's why I would want the Steelers to resign him this year. You know, he's a free agent is because you want a selfless player. Juju obviously doesn't have the numbers, doesn't have the years, but reminds me of a Larry Fitzgerald type. You never hear from Larry Fitzgerald, right? He can go, he can have a bad season. He'll still come back. He still wants to play with the Cardinals. And right? you're, you're saying Larry Fitzgerald type in personality-wise, right? Personality-wise. I'm not talking about stats, right? Uh, you think Juju, not, Juju probably brings that energy to the locker room too. Right. He probably brings that energy to the whole team. Right. And you've heard Ben Roethlisberger talk about it. Notice this, and I know I don't. Now we're talking about the Steelers. This is great. Um, Antonio Brown, when the Steelers won a game, and Brown caught like maybe two catches for like thirty yards in one game. Let's say that happened. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger isn't preaching, going out of his way to talk about Antonio Brown and how he's a great leader. Ben Roethlisberger came out last week after the win um, against the Eagles, right? Juju Juju hasn't had a big catch game since maybe like week two, week three. Um, and he came out last week and said, Juju's amazing because he doesn't have to catch eight balls for a hundred yards a game. He can just go out, perform and be a great leader and be happy about it. So that's why I say like, he has a Larry Fitzgerald attitude because you don't see receivers like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like you see, you know, Maybe you compare compare that to Julian Edelman. You don't really hear Edelman talk a lot about it, but Edelman's kind of been the guy. Mm, so that um, that's just my thoughts on Juju. That's my thoughts on on Odell. That's where you com- That's where you compare. Right, that, that's where you right. bring it back to Odell. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. So so when you see Odell do that, you look at, for example, last last Juju example. Okay. And I'm um, essentially this is a lot comparing. of juju talk. This is comparing the Steelers and the Browns. This is why the Browns got blown out yesterday to the Steelers. Because you have guys on that team who say we're for the team, we're for wins, right? But let's be real here. If Odell had eight catches for 110 yards, he wasn't taking off his cleats, he wasn't chirping at the fans, he would be on the sidelines next to Jarvis Landry and being normal. He'd be taking he, off his cleats and giving it to people in the stands. Probably, because that's just how Odell is. Juju against the Saints in 2008, the end of 2018, after they beat the Patriots, when they lost that game, Juju had the, 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 muffed, the muffed catch or the muffed fumble to end the drive against the Saints, which ultimately led them to not making it to the playoffs. Showed on the field he, to himself, started crying on the field, walked off and was fine. That's the difference between a Patriots team, the difference between a Browns team, the difference between a Steelers team, that the Browns will always be last because they're for themselves. I love that quote. Right? And, See, and that's- let, me, let me stop. I don't know if they're last because they care about themselves. I think the Browns are usually last because they suck. But Well, they I don't think- suck, though. That's the thing, right? They but- don't suck. They suck because of their personality of their team. I, I think – I don't think they suck. They're four and two. I think the main reason they lost is because the Browns have a little brother, big brother uh, inferiority complex where the Browns are hundred percent. The Steelers, a little brother. I mean, this is the 17th. Big Ben has only lost twice and has only tied once with the Browns. Think about that. Since the Browns have lost 17 times in a row now at Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, the most ben undefeated at Pitt in Pines Field against the Browns when he's playing. The most ridiculous stat, and Patriots have ridiculous stats kind of like that, but to not be able, on a fluke here, you can't beat a team once 17 years. I think this was more of a, the Steelers have a complete total control mindset-wise over the Browns. I would not hit the panic button on Baker. I do agree. I don't think Baker is 
going to make your team better. I think Baker can make the pieces work. Uh, they have an easy schedule coming up. I mean, they face the Bengals. Um, face... This is where I disagree with you. Okay. Yeah, right. So this show is for debates sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield is a good leader. And I said that since the Miles Garrett incident last year, where he literally said, um, that can't happen. Baker Mayfield is not a good leader. He has great commercials. Okay. Baker Mayfield has the best commercials. I do love Baker Mayfield progressive commercials. They are very funny. Every football game. I think that's his only highlight. <laughs> I mean, his best highlight is putting the tarp on the chairs on this progressive commercial. Really, uh, yeah. like, that's the one time he's hustled properly. I think we should. I don't. I think we should stop talking about Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is not worth anybody's time. I don't disagree with that. I think Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's only has so much spotlight because he's outspoken and he has been the quarterback taking the worst franchise in the last 20 years to a winning record of four and two, which is crazy. How being four and two is probably their pinnacle, but it really is because yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Baker hustles hard. He wants to win. I, I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that, but to get to the last point, because I guess this is our Steelers Browns talk right now. Steelers are a good team. They showed that they are for real against the Browns. I don't think the Browns are frauds, but the Browns obviously are still the Browns. Well, while he's in there, I'm, I'm going to say Hello. Steelers are a good team. Steelers uh, have a good defense. Steelers have played a whole lot of bad teams. Is, is Tom taking a shit or something? No, Tom uh, either went upstairs or over there. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, well, uh, a sudden disappearance from Tom, but that's fine. Um, I think the Steelers have played not very good teams. They have played well. Their defense obviously is something different. Might be the best in the league. But uh, I think the next two weeks for the Steelers, where they play the Titans and the Ravens, I believe, are going to be a huge test for the Steelers. Those are the ultimately going to be the where are you at games for the Steelers if they are a legitimate 5-0. and If you can go 1-1 those two games, I'll give Steelers legitimacy because the Titans seem to be legitimate. Obviously – the Ravens are legitimate. So, I mean, if you go in one of those games, if you're yours, I'll count you as officially legitimate. Right now, the Steelers are pretty close to being legitimate for me. I'll be surprised like, the Titans. The Titans are really good. Stop Derrick Henry, that's game. Yep, that's also true. It, also, shout out to uh, Adam Gase. Uh <laughs> How how is this man still have a job? How is this man still a head coach in the NFL? How is this man finessed his way? What was that? How is their GM still a GM? I'm. How are the Jets still an NFL franchise? I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole of. (laughs) Rex Ryan has been their savior, and Rex Ryan's not considered a good coach. How does any New York sports team still exist? We could go there too. I don't. New York sports suck i mean their one good team is the yankees and the yankees got eliminated in the wild card round, round. Yeah. their one good team is the yankees and the yankees fucking suck yes i i, I don't so, agree um real quick in the adam gase thing actually i can pipe in on that conversation real quick just end it. So bad, bro. um <laughs> but, that, that is brought to you by truly yep um truly's do um when you look at adam gase Right, he's still on a job. He's got to go. You've had Jamal Adams openly speak about him. You had, I think, what was it? Another player or two other players that have openly uh, spoken about him? Um, Probably Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell mentioned something. I mean, Le'Veon Bell went on Instagram, too, and said, essentially, like, thank God I'm out of here. So, um, the fact that that is happening and you can't even buy a win right now. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they don't want to hire somebody. They just want to tank at this point because no matter who they hire is going to be a replacement and whatever. So your excuse can be, yeah, we didn't fire Adam Gase. You're going to get the first pick. Maybe they want to move on from Sam Darnold is my thought. I mean, he didn't really get much of a chance but bring in Trevor Lawrence. 
Trevor uh, Lawrence is wrap for the Jets. I was going to say, if I'm Trevor Lawrence and the Jets have the number one over pick, I'm pulling a John Elway or an Eli Manning where I'm just refusing to play for the first overall pick team. I mean, what have the Jets done to prove that they can be any sort of uh, franchise that can support Trevor Lawrence? If I'm him, I am not going there. But just how Baker uh, Mayfield's not worth time of day, I don't think the Jets are worth time of day. So this is Adam Gase's contract right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Adam Gase, he got a four-year deal, uh, a four-year contract. So it would be a two-year buyout for Johnson. Mm-hmm. After 2020, the Jets will no longer be playing um, Todd Bowles. Well, no, uh, sorry, no longer be paying Todd Bowles and Mike McCag. Oh, they still they still pay Todd Bowles. Yeah, they're paying cool. Todd Bowles through 2020. Yeah. Who were under contract through the season when they were fired. Oh, look, it's on the team. So now they got to worry about paying Todd Bowles, their GM from last year through this year, along with Adam Gase. So I think for Jets fans, it's already written in the stars. Um, the season's done, and it's done before it starts every year. Payo, payo, never started. <laughs> just end this year. Maybe the Jets can find a comeback in the next two, three years. Um, but for this year, just pay everybody else out, and you're you're fine. You'll be fine after that. I agree. It's a tank. It's a tank job, but I just want to uh, dive into some Patriots talk quickly. We do. Oh, have- oh I would love to. I, you know, I have a lot to say on this topic, I too. I and I really, you know what? I really hope Smitty's listening to this conversation because I, I, I'll start with the first point here, and then you can go into your thing. But for everybody okay. who said, no matter what, oh, no matter what, the Patriots. Oh, they're gonna cut. They're gonna beat the Broncos either way. The Broncos are trash. They're gonna come from the West Coast. Are you impersonating Michael Felger as a Patriots fan? Patriots didn't have to practice, and they're still gonna wipe out the Broncos. <laughs> I don't care if they had to practice or not. First off, I don't care because you know what? You want to make that excuse. Let's make that excuse. How many times did the Tennessee Titans practice for the Buffalo Bills last week? Once. Let me say. They had illegal practices, Tom. They had illegal practices. All right. They 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 had a team practice once, and they blew the Bills out of the door. And then you want to say either way, the Patriots will beat the Broncos because they're at home. Okay. And now Patriots are saying, Patriots fans are saying, oh, well, our linemen were hurt. Oh, well. Well, Cam didn't really practice. Well, how many times did Ryan Tannehill practice with this team legally before the Bills? Thirdly, I have a third quote for this. Ryan, I would love to read you the Broncos and all their inactive players who were just equally as hurt defensively, and which, by the way, as as Stephen A. Smith would say, which, by the way, which, by the way, (laughs) <laughs> the Broncos had no defense. None. There's a reason why the Broncos' only game winning going into that game was the Jets. Okay? So, we want to talk about the Patriots not being healthy. Let's talk about the Broncos not being healthy. And I live with a diehard Broncos fan who has loved the Broncos since Big the Poppy. 70s. Big Poppy. Shout out to Big Poppy. Who has loved Broncos. the Broncos since the 70s. And said, I don't care how hurt we are. We're winning this game because the Broncos had – Two and a half weeks off, right? And the Patriots are going to this game super cocky. Because if the Patriots won, everyone would be like, yeah, well, everyone said the Patriots would win. The Broncos the Broncos suck. The Broncos have nobody. Because the excuse would have been the Broncos have nobody. Now the Broncos win and the Patriots have nobody. Well, the Patriots have no all-line. Also, no, 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 no. Let's talk, have no, 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 let's talk about this too. We have no line. Great. Do the Broncos have a defense? No, they don't have a defense. Thank you. So secondly, se- no and, and Steve Ryan just said, he just looked in the camera right there and went, because he knows. And I watched your Twitter all day. I watched our I watched your Twitter all day. The Broncos don't deserve the Patriots don't deserve to win this game. Wow, the Patriots really just don't deserve to win this game. Secondly, secondly, I, I, I did say that. I did say that. If Cam Newton is all that everybody says, which he is, Brady, if Brady was playing that game, they'll win the game. Just gonna say that. The play call. Um, all right, all right. Let, let me let me uh dive into all those points you just made. First of all, Patriots 
no matter how many days of practice they had, I do agree they should have won that game. I think last week's episode, we both said the Patriots blow, would blow out the Broncos. I did not take into account that the Broncos had essentially two straight weeks of practice, and Patriots had two practices in two weeks. Patriots had one but that's on the weeks. that's one. on the Patriots. Sorry. They had one. They had one on the walkthrough. Sorry, sorry, that's on the Patriots. That's I, on the Patriots. Gilmore went to dinner. And <laughs> you can't blame Gilmore going to dinner. No, no, no. Um, I'm not blaming. No, I'm not blaming Gilmore going to dinner. I'm blaming the Patriots yeah, on letting him surprised. get on the plane, knowing that they knew that he went to dinner with Cam Newton. That's, well, that's, a that's a rumor. No, that's not a rumor. That, that is. Okay, so so Cam Newton gets COVID and Gilmore doesn't say anything because like he doesn't care about himself. No, I'm be like, hey, I went to dinner with Cam. Well, you tested negative. Get on the plane. I, I think Gilmore would have been self-aware to not get on the plane if he was aware of being at a dinner with Cam before he had COVID. But hey, rules are rules. The Broncos didn't have anybody positive. The Patriots did constantly for two weeks, on and off, on and off. Patriots have a new player on. What are the Broncos supposed to do? What are the are the Broncos? No, I, I, the Broncos Broncos are not at fault. The Broncos won a game fair and square. I'm not saying the Broncos win is uh, asterisk. I'm just saying the Patriots were up against awesome. a lot of things. They still should have won. They still should have won the game. But the defense played very well. Brandon McManus killed us, hitting every single field goal. I mean. I wish the Patriots had a kicker like Brandon McManus instead of Nick Folk, where every time Nick Folk kicks it, I assume he's missing, and when he makes it, it's a pleasant surprise, even though he's been okay recently. But diving into your points, the offense looked so out of whack. I mean, most of Cam's passes were maybe two yards past the line of scrimmage. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Play calling was dog shit. I, I agree. The, they did not – they played very conservatively. They played very conservatively. Nikhil Harry did nothing. Edelman. Nikhil Harry needs to learn how to get separated. It's time that it's time to get rid of Nikhil Harry. It's, time it's not time to get rid of Nikhil Harry, but it is time to say Nikhil Harry. Uh, we we kind of whiffed on him. I, if we could combine practicing social distancing, yeah, and and that's why it's time to start forgetting. It's it's time for Bill to actually start taking wide receivers seriously, because. <laughs> I mean, he used a first-round pick on him. It's just Bill Belichick doesn't know how to draft wide receivers, but the Steelers it's can draft anyone in their success. Because they tried the Steelers. I'm, I'm not trying to get into a Steelers talk here, but this is a league conversation. The Steelers okay. put a lot of emphasis on receivers. The Steelers built their – it took the Steelers four years to build their defense, right? Mm. And the Steelers know how to draft receivers. Four years in a shitty Dolphins, right, huh? You don't have to – no, the Steelers. <laughs> was built even before Minka Fitzpatrick. He just completed it. But um, you have to put into to account that it takes time to build your team. And if that means Bill has to go what you need first and then dig deep into receiving cores, that's fine. But even, even if you have to make a – you have to pay a receiver for once in a while because your quarterback's out there out, not throwing to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, you can't rely on Edelman up the middle every time because um, I was listening credit to 98.5 The Sports of Scott Zolak. He said the same thing. This is credit to him, um, which everybody knows, that Edelman, his drop passes, he's been injured. He's afraid now to not look up because of his injuries, right? Yep. Um, when you can't find Edelman up the middle, Cam has no one to throw to, which means he's got to run the ball. And the Patriots then have to turn and the trick plays like they did at the end of the, at the, end of the game. Um, Shout out to Edelman for throwing those dimes. He does throw yeah. dimes. He does throw dimes. I'm known for being a good receiver, better than any receiver on the Pats. Well, start, <laughs> a poll, right? start a poll tomorrow and just say, hey, who's the better backup quarterback, Julian Edelman or Jared Stidham? Because I'm pretty sure it's Julian Edelman at this point. Um, his pass rate is insane. Um, I, I mean, he he does have uh, set plays for him. But, Tom, I'm just going to say I'm not going to press the panic button on the Patriots. I, I'm not going to say I'm confident against the San Francisco 49ers because their best thing is running the ball and the Patriots' defense weakness is run defense. So I'm a little nervous about the 49ers. Uh, but this I, is, actually, good thing the 49ers don't have a quarterback. It's, it's true. Belichick do. is going to mind bend Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a fact. Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo's killed last happen. night. And I got, I, you know what? Bill, Bill knows Garoppolo, so I will pick the Patriots this week because Bill knows Garoppolo. But it's not going to be 
it's going to be close. And I think that's going down. George Kittle is on block on that defense. It's, I th- it's going to come like, – Kyle Duggar kind of got burnt by the rookie Broncos tight end multiple times. Uh, it's interesting how they're targeting uh, Jones, the Broncos. I feel like Jones was getting targeted almost every other play in that game. But it's really going to come down to Patriots 49ers if we can stop George Kittle on that run game because if you can eliminate at least one of those two, I think the Patriots have a good chance to succeed. Obviously, the offense needs to step up, but – the 49ers are probably just as injury riddled as the Broncos. So the injury card's not an option, but last night, they looked good last night. And I think they brought back some they brought back some healthy breaking news. Oh, we got more breaking news. I'll find anywhere right now. What's what's our breaking news? Hot Cheetos, you just can't find them anywhere. Hot Cheetos you can't find. If you heard the bad crackling or that was the Cheetos crackling, I was gonna say something about that. But you know, it's whatever. Uh, I, I don't Not believe Cheetos. Truly's. Truly's sponsored by eh, – Truly's doesn't – I'm more of a White Claw guy, but that's aside the point. You had chill in the crack in there, boys. You just got dumped. Oh, yeah, White Claws, yep. No laws, drinking claws. But that was a free ad. Uh, just final point. Patriots, I'm not hitting the panic button unless I said earlier. I, I think – don't, don't press the panic button. You need, you need a week of practice to get back that uh, chemistry, and hopefully yeah. Patriots won't have another COVID test positive, but I'm sure they will because the NFL is handling the COVID situation terribly. See, like, I disagree with you on that one. I, I think they're handling How is the NFL, terribly. How is the NFL giving away co- what are they just doing? How did the MLB do so well and the NFL isn't? The MLB exactly. Didn't the MLB had the Marlins no. and that's it. The Marlins were the only team that went and had a had a whole thing. The MLB mm-hmm. did. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. They made so, all the fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, now in the World mm-hmm. Series, they do. So this is my thing. The NFL gave out guidelines. The NFL has done everything in their power. This virus is. The invis- NFL has done everything in their power to make money. Right. You are right. Yeah, the the okay. guy they've they've set guidelines, but when it comes to not having games, when it comes to not having games, NFL's like, no, we need to have these games on schedule. I don't care what happens, blah blah blah. We'll worry about the results after. I mean, the Patriots should not have played that Chiefs game. Let's just not test players. They need to make a bubble. They shouldn't test players, honestly. <laughs> not test players. None of these players. Whenever they get them, no one's like, oh, they're gonna get sick because they don't. They don't get anything. Don't so, test the players. Um. <laughs> They need to make a bubble. Give them the Nick Saban test. Give them the Nick Saban test. Give them the Nick, yes. Have, whatever test Nick Saban takes, just give all the players that so they can recover in three days and be back yeah. on the field. College um, football has it right. <laughs> um, when you – no, no one – it's not that anybody has it right, right? So, Brian, you have a job, okay? I do. You, you go back to work and – you're back at work. Your job can't control the fact. You're like your job has guidelines, right? Yeah. It's like a school for me has guidelines, right? My school and your job can't control the fact that people catching the coronavirus. I, I so let, let me stop right there. I don't blame the NFL. The guidelines, whatever the guidelines they said, I'm sure are fine. I'm sure they're standard with what they're supposed to be. I'm blaming the NFL because if I got COVID and I was asymptomatic for five days, they wouldn't just put me back in they'd be like no we have to wait that full course once a player they do like they send the players back way too early and anyone that was around me they my work would send home but instead they say oh you test negative once you're back on the field but when you can have from what i've heard you can have the covid inside you test negative and still spread it i mean at the end of the day the nfl wants to get these games in on time which i mean i don't blame them because we want to watch football yeah, <laughs> but if we're talking just from a health standpoint, the NFL has not done a good job. I mean, the Marlins, their team missed like nine games in a row because of the COVID. Like the NFL would not do that. The team went to a strip club. Yeah. But you have to think about baseball. Baseball is an everyday game. That's the NFL awesome. once a week, so you can go week to week. And I think the NFL's done a very good job with their scheduling because you know what? Shorter season, though. But the pa- no, no Patriots and no Broncos players tested negative, tested positive this week. Not yet. After the game, not Maybe yet. Nick Saban. Not yet. Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban got to coach the other night. I mean, yeah. look at it. They've done fine. 
the, the, the Steelers and Titans lost the bye week. Big whoop, right? So That's fine. And I was mad at first, but it worked out. I don't – this is the only thing I should have said. I should, I should say. There's, it should be a 19-week season because you, you, you do a built-in bye week. I think they should have done a built-in bye week after week eight. So in between week eight and week nine, bye week. That's for all the missed games that happened, right? For every team? Right, right. Okay. So every team will get a built-in bye week after week eight. So the week nine, technically, which will get pushed out to week 10. So between week eight and week nine, bye week for all the games that were missed because of COVID. Then week 18 would be the second bye week, right? So then obviously the number one seed would get two weeks off. Um, but that's the only thing that I would change. But other than that, it's worked out fine. All these players want to play. The players are fine. No one's dying. The, the games are being played. Don't test the players. I, I'm, then don't I'm, test the players. Yeah, I'm not blaming because NFL players are like, more than likely not going to die from corona, whatever. You don't want to spread it to your family and everything. But I'm blaming the NFL where you, it's hard to make a team who only gets practice twice and just throw them into a game. I mean, I still, again, Patriots should have won that game no matter what. I'm not blaming the Patriots' loss on not practicing. But it obviously didn't help. And – Hopefully the Patriots have no more positive tests. Hopefully there's a light on the other side of the tunnel for the Patriots and they'll come back healthy. And uh, I would give Cam Newton a, a pass, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Cam a pass. I mean – He can't. He couldn't do anything for yeah. two weeks. I'll give him that pass. Yeah. But everybody else held, held accountable. But, but let's take away COVID for a second here, Okay. Well, the I Patriots. Back to COVID, though. No, 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 no. The Patriots, besides COVID, have turned the ball over every game this year, right? Even before COVID. Sure. I mean, not about that. and that's not a Patriots team. This is not your standard team. It, this is evidence that, as good as Belichick is, and I think Belichick obviously is the greatest coach of all time. Brady's not a system quarterback. Brady is the greatest quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time. And when you lose the greatest quarterback of all time. There's going to be some kinks in the road, and these are said kinks. And I think Cam Newton's a great quarterback, former MVP. I think he can still play MVP level. It's a matter of Patriots offense, from what everyone says, is the hardest to learn. A shortened preseason, two weeks, Cam Cam needs the time to get chemistry in what is supposed to be the most difficult offense to learn. And you're expected to have full OTAs, preseason, all that. Cam got none of that. Of course, the whole NFL got none of that, but most NFL teams aren't going through such a transition as the Patriots are. And again, it's not an excuse. Patriots should have won against the Broncos. Patriots should have won against Seattle. I'll give an excuse for the Chiefs because Brian Horror should not be on an NFL roster. But uh-huh. the point of the matter is Cam has gotten a tough shake, and I, I think Belichick acknowledges that and understands that not nearly as much preparation. I mean, Belichick has said, quote, there's never been a season where the rookies are so far behind learning uh, the defense or offense. The rookies are so far behind because Patriots have not had enough opportunities to practice to get better. But that's the whole NFL. So no excuse in that way. But ex- well, No, I'm just going to give it off the Titans excuse. <laughs> the Titans practiced once and still blew out the Legally. Bills. They blew, they blew they out the <laughs> Bills and then, I'd, I'd really like to talk about something. The Bills are right. frauds. Right. Ed, Eddie, what do you want to talk about right now? I want to go back. We were All talking right, about – it's just a quick point. It's a really quick point. All right. We were talking about Nick Saban two, three minutes ago, right? Yep. And we were talking about how <clears throat> Nick Saban has now tested negative after having the virus for two days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think the best thing that the NCAA can do is to test the refs for COVID because they, they, they were, they were sucking his dick all game. Uh, (laughs) I I truly think that that is the best case. Unless you saw the meme. The most most responsible thing that they should do. He pulled the mask up. That meme was funny of the ref pulling the mask up when Saban's yelling. That was funny, but I mean, Saban's used to that all the time. So, I mean, I think a test for the refs is necessary. (laughs) And once they test the refs, we'll really understand if he was positive or not. (laughs) All right, I, I like that test. We do need to test those roughs. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, just to bring it back to the point, I'm hoping no more positive tests because it 
just throws a wrench in everything. At the end of the day, I just wish there's fans in the stands. I wish it was a normal season, but it's not. So just got to take it week by week. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a different season. It's a different Patriots team, and the only thing normal about this season is going to be that Patriots team that's got a pretty bad record right now. Coming back, Cam Newton's going to ball, and we're going to be good because our defense is set. Cam Newton is set, and we just need to get everyone in synergy together, and then we'll be fine. We're getting Josh Uche back, getting David Andrews back hopefully this week. They both are able to come off IR if they're healthy, and I think David Andrews was just a finger, and I think Josh Uche is supposed to come back after IR, so that'll be exciting to have. David Andrews is going to be huge to be back. Yeah, get that offensive line finally set because – the Broncos yeah, look, had their yeah. way with our offensive line. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you can't you can't say shit about Cam when he's got no time to throw the ball. Exactly, and no one's getting open. And Cam did good as a running back. I mean, he did everything he could in those last that last quarter. We had a legitimate shot to win, we just couldn't move yeah. the ball effectively in that last minute. But Cam got a big hit actually yesterday. The blindsided uh, sack. No, he Cam hit been- hard, and the theory of Cam not getting calls is 100% reality because there's that play where Cam was had that long run right side hash, and he got hit well after he was out of bounds, and refs didn't even, like, acknowledge the call. and The ref that was standing right there, yeah. Exactly. So you got to be able to get those, those game-winning drives. Yeah, and Cam is so far 0-2 in doing that. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. But Bill's lost. Bills lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are five and one. Bills four and two. So Patriots, right in the, still haven't faced the Bills, haven't faced the Jets. And I believe the Bills have lost their past two games, correct? And they have lost their past two games. So Bills, are, are they skidding? Well, uh, I think the Bills have a tough uh, matchup next week, if I remember correctly. I forget who, but that's aside the point. Uh, you want the you want the Bills on next week? Let's see the Bills' opponent next week. I think I can pull it up right here. The Bills are playing the Jets, so not a tough opponent whatsoever, so they will get back on track. Uh, I thought they were facing the Ravens or something. But if we want to do a quick preview of the next Patriots game because uh, we've been very long-winded uh, arguments about everything. Quick rundown. Like I said earlier, I'm very scared of the 49ers run offense because Patriots' weakness is run defense. I'm not scared of Jimmy G. I think Belichick is going to mental pretzel Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's going to be a few picks in Jimmy Garoppolo's future. I, as long, prefacing it right now, as long as the Patriots have a full week of practice, I'm all in on the Patriots winning. It's at home, some sense of normalcy, normal schedule. I know home field advantage doesn't really matter because there's no fans, but 49ers have to cross, travel cross country just like the Broncos. But I think the offense is going to come out looking a lot more smooth. Than, I mean, it's not hard for it to come out more smooth because Pitt's offense looked terrible. But I think the defense is still going to play well. I think the offense, Julian Elman, will get back on track. And I'm predicting a Pats victory along the lines of, I'm going to guess it's going to be a low-scoring game. So I'm going to go 24, uh, 24-17 Pats. 14-10. I'm thinking Patriots by double digits. Cam runs for a touchdown and passes for two. I like that. That's what's gonna happen. Actually, Ron, I would um I would agree with this score. Um I'm gonna go Patriots 27-21. And um I'll say that, and the reason why they win is because of Bill. Yes. Um I think Cam's gonna pop off. But unless Bill really doesn't have that that hard on for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and lets him win. Um, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm, Bill knows everything about Jimmy Garoppolo between the scouting and him being here and him wanting him here, knowing what he can and can't do. I think Bill still uh, kind of wants Jimmy here. I think he's kind of like just hoping Jimmy sucks. Like he can get out of Jimmy's going to fall apart in San Fran. And guess who's going to be a quarterback on the Patriots soon? Derek Carr. Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, yes. No, uh, Kev the Chiefs fan over here has been saying that for a couple of days now. That Derek Carr to the Patriots? It's yeah. funny. We, we had a debate last year on the show. We were debating who's better, Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo was proving last year because he led the team to Super Bowl that it'd be so, Jimmy I, Garoppolo. Actually, I, we haven't heard from uh, Kev the Chiefs fan a lot for the show. 
We haven't. We um, have not heard this from. This team's him. actually coming off just a fresh win against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that shit Josh Allen talked about. We don't throw the ball harder. You don't do shit. <laughs> Mahomes, much better quarterback. I don't know why Josh Allen thinks he's even in the conversation. No, that's Josh Allen's now we're close. Ben. Like, yeah, he'll <laughs> have good games. My man was an imposter. Yeah, Josh Allen's an imposter. I gotta go Blue is sus. I, I don't think Josh Allen's an imposter. I just think he had a really good start to a season. I don't think if people, if you're saying Josh Allen's an MVP candidate, then he's an imposter. But if you're saying Josh Allen can lead a team to the playoffs and maybe if you have the right pieces around him, maybe make a football run, then I don't think that's out of digs. You got digs. Some shit digs. Could be able to. I would love to shake my head real quick. Um got John Brown. We're watching the Monday football game right now as we uh do this podcast. Yes, sir. Currently twenty seven to three Cardinals. Uh, so I, I took Dallas plus one, so that's not looking like uh, a profit for me. But yeah, so it's gonna be twenty to three after this field goal. The exact score of the Patriots and Falcons game, and he makes the field goal. It's twenty eight to three. If the Cowboys come back and win, they can pull a Patriots comeback. If not, then the Cowboys just suck now, and you can count my NFC's prediction for the Washington Football Team as your NFC's champions. <laughs> That's some good analysis you got there. But at the end of the day, that's Andy Dalton on the Cowboys, Tom Brady on the, the Patriots. Rocket. The the Red Rocket or Red Rifle. Not Red Rocket. That's that's kind of inappropriate. Uh sorry, that's what we call my dog. His uh his ding dong was Reds. Yeah. Red, it's Rock. Red Rocket from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. Andy uh Andy Reed. How is he celebrating tonight's win? Andy Reed is celebrating tonight's win. A nice uh, Five Guys burger. I'm sure ne- something nicer than Five Guys, but something similar to a Five Guys burger. Some buffalo wings, maybe. Buffalo. Oh, he's in Buffalo, so buffalo. one in France. You know, right. the Buffalo wings. I want to get this on the video podcast. Ready? All right. Oh, oh gosh. I'm, oh. I'm concerned. Oh, okay. okay. Right, so, oh, my God. I was uh, wondering if we could get an Andy Reid impression. Yeah. <laughs> You guys got the Andy Reid. Wow. I think that'd be like an Andy Reid. Uh, like, that'd be a snack in between his scheduled snacks, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we got we to gotta, we gotta blow your face up a little bit. Yeah. Or like the DX windshield wipers, maybe. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, Andy Reid was very prepared tonight. He had the tape above his hat. He took off the face shield. He was pretty pissed off out of call. Hey, yeah. Talk, talk, about, talk about your McChicken wrapper. Oh, yeah. Hey, you notice in tonight's game, Andy Reid was holding something yellow. What was it? wrapper. <laughs> it was a McChicken wrapper. That's what it was. I mean, he probably had one of his interns like, Andy's hungry. It's kind of cold outside. He needs to heat up heat up his body. We'll heat up his brain. So get him a McChicken. I would have thought a burger, but I mean. He runs on burgers and, and chicken. Runs on McDonald's. I mean, whatever whatever makes the the engine run and that Chiefs offense kind of struggled the last two weeks for some reason. The streak, some reason the Chiefs can't get it going to the second half. Which, That's what I was telling him tonight, and he's not worried about it. He plays he plays from behind. I mean, I wouldn't be worried about it either if I was a Chiefs fan because their offense is just that good, and I'm sure. Because Adam Gase is absolute dumpster fire, I'm sure Le'Veon Bell is not washed whatsoever, and Le'Veon Bell will rush for over 100 yards a game, and the Chiefs will be unstoppable. That's probably what will happen. But I wouldn't be worried about the Chiefs. It's week six. I'm sure they'll get it together. That's what we see reading in Pittsburgh, though. We haven't actually last time we talked about the po- on the podcast that was a maybe of him going to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, I think it broke I, the next day once I posted the podcast. Yeah, I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to go back to Pittsburgh. I really well, did. He's in Game City. He wants to win rings. So everybody's going to win rings. Can you hear Eddie? Way. Yeah, I, I heard Eddie. Yeah, I thought he was going back to Pittsburgh, too. I thought that would have been really cool. He wants to win rings. I'm, that's why they're winning another one. I, I think they are definitely a favorite. I just don't want them to be favorite because Nick Wright is the worst person on TV, and every time he pops up in my timeline, I uh, lose a hair. Because he's that infuriating. If if you think the Chiefs look anywhere as good as they did last year, I think you're crazy. I think there's I, I agree with that. 
that are gonna challenge the Chiefs this year. That it's gonna it's gonna come down to who performs better in the playoffs. And if you're the Chiefs and you go down every game like you did last year, you are not gonna win the Super Bowl this year, and that's simple. They will. They will go down every game. They're gonna win. Okay. Won't win the Super Bowl again. It's gonna happen now. See, the Chiefs and the Ravens are polar opposites. Where the Ravens are absolute front runners. Where if they don't get the lead, they're not gonna win. But the Chiefs are always come don't from behind. Me, don't let me pipe in about the Ravens. Uh, uh, Ravens. Tom, I, I don't want to get you too upset on this podcast. You've been very upset this whole episode, so I don't want to get you too riled up. I'm, if you want me to get into Ravens talk, I can, because the Ravens, by the way, and which, by the way, almost let the, the Eagles tie them in the fourth quarter when they were up by 17 at one point in the game, by the way. Secondly, Lamar Jackson does not play well when he's under pressure. Let's be real. Every game Lamar Jackson plays and he wins, they win by a lot. When Lamar, when Lamar Jackson plays in close games, let's go back to the Kansas City game last year. Or this year. Or this year. Close games. Well, actually, well, that Chiefs game wasn't even close. Lamar Jackson does not play well in close games. He kind of freaks out a little bit. And that's why I, I'm going to say this right now. And you can put this on the spot. Lamar Jackson, and I want you to post this everywhere. Lamar Jackson will never, ever, ever win a playoff. Oh, he'll, he'll win a playoff game. He'll never win a Super Bowl because he cannot deal with the pressure. And that's all I'm going to say. I, I would have posted that if you said playoff game, but Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl is hard to win. I mean. I, well, if he's the quote-unquote second greatest quarterback in the league right now, you should put him in the conversation to probably win the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar Jackson will not win a Super Bowl because he cannot win close games. Lamar Jackson can't play under pressure. Because he, he can't and pass. I, 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 you know what? Next week, I'm going to have a great show with you. Right. Because we're going to preview the Steelers and, or, and the Ravens game. Even though the Patriots fans don't want to hear it. Because we're a better team than they are. We're both better teams than they are. They don't want to talk about better teams than them. I think the Patriots um, are better than the Ravens. I'm sorry to tell you this, but the Steelers are two ga- uh, three games red in the Patriots right now. Two and three versus five and zero. Oh. Two That's and three. Two plus three equals five games, and the Steelers actually have won all five. Hate to yeah. break the bubble there. Um, and Smitty's gonna have to wear a Big Ben Revenge Tour shirt, and you're gonna have to talk about how you were wrong about the Patriots uh, about the Steelers because Steelers. Are gonna <laughs> I hope Smitty's listening to these up this episode because you were talking a lot of shit about Smitty in this episode. Yeah, well, Smitty made it seem like the Steelers getting <laughs> an eight, nine, ten win team. We already I- have five wins through five games, so I'm not worried about him. Um, and he's actually been very, very quiet on Twitter because the the first two games the Steelers won, I posted. I post every week to your podcast. You do? At next one podcast, I post every week. Weeks one, two, Good and maybe he, he responded. I haven't heard from him week maybe three, week four, and week five. I haven't <laughs> heard from him at all. And he's been very quiet. He hasn't talked to me. He hasn't tweeted me because he knows his team is already three games back. And his prediction was, is, oh, well, Big Ben's going to be the same as he always was. He just came off of shoulder of, of uh, tries, or Tommy John surgery. He always going to suck this year. Well, um, Hate to shoot the messenger, but Big Ben's 5-0. and Meanwhile, your Cam Newton-led team, who you thought was going to be a playoff team, maybe winning the division, is 2-3. and three. So, um, to our point, um, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, I post I, – I responded on Twitter saying it's not a mar- – it's not sprint, it's a marathon. Classic, classic, classic – this is when you know a fan base is not used to winning because when you get 5-0, and the Steeler fan base is out of control celebrating. The Patriots, <laughs> Patriots, we know when it's our time to step on the gas. You guys are stepping on the gas right away. We're, we're, we're taking for a long haul. What, what you got, Eddie? I, 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 I was just, it was just pushing my way. So we're going to talk about the Patriots. I'll talk about the Patriots. Eddie, do you yeah. think uh, long-term, are the Steelers a better team long-term than the Patriots? Or pa- no. Patriots, will they win the division? And are the Patriots a elite playoff? Not elite playoff team, but are they a Super Bowl contender in your eyes? Okay, ready? Patriots are not going to win the division. Okay. 
Uh, I think the Bills will win the division, but I think it'll be close with the Patriots and the Bills. And I think the Patriots will be a playoff team, and they will be more successful in the playoffs than the Bills will be. I don't think that's a hot take. What people don't think of is that the Patriots are in a complete reset year, have the hardest schedule in the NFL. And, well, I mean, you could say that. They're obviously two and three, but they they, had, they were not able to practice for a whole week, two weeks, I believe. So, in my opinion, the Patriots really haven't even started. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. Especially this year when we're just trying to figure out, with no preseason, we're just trying to figure out how our team works. Belichick is infamously known for using his starters much longer than most other coaches because – he uses the preseason to find out who fits where, and even the start of the regular season, who fits where, what works, what doesn't. And the Patriots haven't had that opportunity. They barely have had the opportunity to practice to see how it works. So we're just working out the kinks right now. I think if we get a full week of practicing, I think we're going to start stepping on the gas a little. I, I, I will. If we lose to the 49ers, that's when my hand will creep closer to the panic button. It won't hit the panic button, but – if the Patriots we're not going to be a double-digit win, we're not going to lose. I, I like the confidence. I like. And he's been pretty adamant about that. I, I we're not. I, I hope not, and I don't think we will. But if we win, I think we're right back on track, uh, and it's going to be a uh, hopefully smooth sailing from there because I think we'll face the Jets soon after, and we should. Bill Belichick is the imposter. Vote him out. Bill is actually a fraud riding on Tom Brady's coattails, and now he's being exposed. Let me ask you that. Where's uh, what are your thoughts about Tom Brady right now? We haven't talked about Tom Brady in a while. My thoughts on Tom Brady is if Brady has weapons, and he did, if he gets players like Gronk going, Mike Evans, didn't really get Chris Godwin going, but if eventually he can. The f- Bucks are just have so many weapons. They're the exact opposite of the Patriots in that way, where Patriots have no weapons. Bucks have seemingly a weapon in every position. I mean, you lost OJ Howard. To most teams, losing OJ Howard would be devastating, but they still have two elite, quali- not elite, but close to elite quality tight ends with Cameron Brait and Gronk. So I think Tampa had a great game plan against Green Bay. The defense was amazing. I mean, the yeah, defense, all, I think that was a defensive was defense. win for the Bucks. The defense, yeah, the defense sprung the offense for sure. I think if you don't get those two interceptions, it's a lot closer, and Tampa doesn't score nearly as much. But that's what happens in football. I mean, you need both sides of the field to work. Tom Brady can only do so much, especially at forty-three. Cam Newton can only do so much if he doesn't have weapons. But and that's what we're saying about Tom Brady last year. And I don't think Tom Brady's washed. Tom Brady's obviously not the MVP he was in 2017, but I think it's safe to say with this team, if everyone stays healthy, Tom Brady can lead the Bucks to a potential Super Bowl. I think he still has enough in the tank, but at the same time, we'll see because with these older quarterbacks like Breeze and Tom Brady, as the season goes on, they kind of get more worn out, more Tom Brady's noodle Tom arm, but just not as good. So, Tom Brady plays in Tampa Bay. Yes, so I've heard. Which is the home of the Super Bowl. Yes, I've heard that too. My buddy Eddie over here wants to sneak in. (laughs) What's up? I'm coming. So, Eddie. Eddie, Can can we – what's up? Go right to that. That's a good segue to wrap up the show because that's how I did want to wrap up the show. All right, perfect. Let's let's just – Talk a little bit of information. Not going to say it all. Not going to give away at all, you know? Yeah, Eddie, what, whatever you want to uh, mention right now, just go ahead. I'll give you the floor right now. Been sneaking into certain places um, for years now, two years, probably three years, making fake media passes, all that. Um, and that's mainly my brother, my twin brother, me, and uh, a couple friends. And, um, you might people of this that listen to the show might know there is a two-time 
Stanley Cup champion that looks like me. And uh, that's all we're going to say. And um, we'll see you in a couple weeks. If the Rays win the World Series, we're going to be World Series champs. And uh, we're going to try to be at the Super Bowl. So, and, uh, and if you understand, if the people that are listening to the show, and I'm sure some people that listen to the show, if they're from Massachusetts, will understand. We're going to be at the Super Bowl, so. I like there that. I like that sense of mystery. Stadium security, we have learned, has literally nothing no. on us because my brother tested that uh, two weeks ago with the Stanley Cup, put it over his head back-to-back, and uh, that's all we're going to say. We'll be there on the pirate ship. <laughs> so you guys are uh, infamous for that. I'm not going to go too oh, much. Yeah. More. Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, that is something very impressive. And not to give too much away, but you will be getting more notoriety in the future. I'm 100%. So. Hey, uh, my brother's releasing a YouTube video within the next week of how he held the Stanley Cup over his head back-to-back years, two-time Stanley Cup champion. If the Rays win the World Series, there will be another video of us going and getting the World Series trophy. And then Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, that's going to be our loss, too. So, Now, I'm wondering right now, can we post what you said on Twitter? Do you want to keep it on the podcast? Hey, yo, post it everywhere. Right, sounds good. We will. But I, th- I think that's crazy how you guys are such good Stanley Cup champions and potential Tampa Bay champions, how you guys are able to accomplish that. that is, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard stories about it, but I never knew that – the myth is actually the stories are real legitimate. Yeah, exactly. So that is very cool. Uh, is, is Tom still there? Is Tom next to you guys? I'll get Tom. Probably a Tom. Tom's going to be here in two minutes. I, I, I've never seen a co-host so distracted in one night, but I mean, if I was however many truly deep you guys are in, I would probably be running around just as much. So I cannot blame you guys there. Uh, but Eddie, that story you said is very cool. You guys, whoever's listening, will probably hear more about that story in the coming uh, weeks. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so we finally have Tom back. Welcome back, Tom. I had to uh, take a bathroom break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, uh, the leaky faucet. That, that, that was like um, we ended the fourth quarter, got a you know five-minute you know, you know, overtime break. Seven minutes stretch. Something stretch. Right. Something stretch. So we're, we're at, oh, we we went from two we went from overtime to three quarters on the game to halftime. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we're heading to the two minute warning final. We're gonna wrap up this show, guys. I just wanted any last thoughts that you wanted to say on the podcast that we didn't get to. Right. Anything you guys want to say before yeah, we wrap up? Next week by double digits and. Uh, we're making the playoffs 100%. No question. COVID is a myth. <laughs> okay. COVID, COVID denier. All right. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl again, and I'm going to be down there on the field. Okay. Well, my last take is the Steelers are going to be 6-0 when we next we'll talk next week. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Steelers 28-24 Steelers yeah. with the Titans. Steelers will be 6-0, 100%. No question. I think yeah. that too. No, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my final point is Patriots, they will come back. I'm not nervous about the Patriots. Steelers, prove it games week. They're facing the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Titans, the... If the by the way, if the Steelers win, the Pats lose, we're up four games. So, it's also be true. Dude, shit with the Pats, man. I just always hate the It Patriots. doesn't matter if you're up four on the Pats. It matters the when Patri- you're up on Baltimore. Patriot, Patriots are terrible. Patriots are I would rather be up a game on Baltimore and 10 games This is why the Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl in a while, and this is why the Patriots dynasty will always be better than whatever Steelers dynasty happened, and it's because of this. If you focus on another team that you're really not competitive with and you're up three games and say, we're going to be up four games, well, that's that's just, you guys should be focused who's ahead of you and who you got to go and who's going to be gotta right get behind through, you. you got to get through Kansas City. Was last time you guys beat Kansas City? That's just me individually, though. That's not the Steelers we're going to do. You guys haven't beat Kansas City, <laughs> We just have total chaos over there. Patriots, Kansas Kevin, City, Steelers. It Kevin, is Me and beat you guys in the AFC Divisional Rounds. 
So, yeah, we uh, beat you in important games. You can beat us in the regular season, but we can beat you in the yeah, playoffs. You guys can't, can't match us. NFC Championship. When the, Chiefs, when the Chiefs off. fan talks after winning his first Super Bowl in 100 years. That's a good point. Uh, at, least I've been, at least I was able to drink a beer and watch my team win a game. <laughs> I've done it twice. Thomas unable to drink a beer. Well, uh, this year I'm going to be – I'm going to be drinking heavily when the Steelers make the Super Bowl. So, and win the Super Bowl, not just make. But my last closing thought, the Steelers will be 6-0 when we talk next. We'll be the number one team in the AFC. And we'll be playing Baltimore, who's 6-1, and because they're going to – oh, no, they'll be 5-1, and because they're going to be on a bye week. Actually, okay, think about this. Andy. If the Steelers lose this week, we're 5-1. and one, The Ravens are 5-1. and one. So, yep. we'll go to the game still in first place, which will be great. Um and we'll take care of Baltimore in two weeks. But I'm not going to say we, like Michael Felger says, I'm not on the team. But these Steelers, we, Steeler Nation, will be showing up proud next week on your podcast. And I want Smitty to call in so I can just talk to him and be like, hey, what's up? I mean, hopefully Smitty, uh, he, he's taking classes. So I'm not sure when his availability is, but. All the smack you're talking, I'm sure if Smitty listens to this, he's going to want to make sure he makes time. At 9.30 at night, so I'm sure he'll be able to give a call. All right. I, I like that. So, final thoughts. Patriots are going to win. No need to hit the panic button. All's good in New England. No need to worry. But for the 54th edition of the Next One podcast, I am Ryan Collin along Tom Crocco. We got the Chiefs fan, Sneaky Eddie, as <laughs> been a great episode it's been what uh a, a slightly intoxicated episode we'll say a buzzed episode of the next one podcast buzzed episode it was a buzzed truly episode buzzed. and truly buzzed truly buzzed <laughs> and until the next one thank you for listening and it is total chaos in new hampshire that's all i gotta say but the dirty d pass by plus time minus 10 Minus 10, but like we're going to win by more than 10. Okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay.